not just showing the dresses and things like that, but just bringing your life in so that can people know exactly. about yourself. Exactly. Just doing dresses, just showing styling videos, just showing people wear it in TikTok and in terms of content, content. Honestly, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You have to bring relatability into it. You have to make it fun. You have to keep things interested because that's what every, everyone else does. I'm Shuvo and I try to analyze what helps an e-commerce store grow. I talk with these owners about their ideal customer profile, value proposition, go-to-market strategies, mistakes, and challenges so that you can learn and not make similar mistakes while you grow. In today's episode, we have Jain, the founder of DevGlow. Jain brought in cloud kitchen model in the conventional fashion e-commerce industry. He partnered up with individuals or influencers to help them build a fashion brand where they would take over the demand generation and Jain would handle the operations. Their current model focuses more on upscale customers and they have worked with different brand owners to grow. Today, we'll learn how DevClaw grew. Uh, so we started DevClaw around 2020, December. and. The project was in works for a while, but due to COVID and uh, like some external issues, we had to keep pushing it. At one point, we realized we can't keep pushing it. We don't know when COVID will be completely fixed. So in 2020 December, we decided now is the time to completely launch. Got it. So tell us a little bit about DevGlow. What's, what's about it and how did you get started? So DevGlow, we are an online retailer. Uh, what we do is we work with talented individuals, community leaders, influencers, Basically, anyone who wants to start their own clothing brand. And we retail, we help them uh, from A to Z of whatever is needed to start a clothing brand. And we retail them on our website, devclo.com, and we also retail them on our social media sites. That's interesting. So it's sort of a cloud kitchen model, but for retail fashion. Exactly. That's exactly what we are. So how did you come up with the idea? Um, so originally, that would be a long story, but so originally what we do is, uh, when I was, in seven, eight years ago when I was studying in UK, a lot of people came up to me uh, they, when they wanted to like get their clothes manufactured from Bangladesh and they needed contacts. I wasn't in the industry, I had no idea. But they knew I was from Bangladesh. So I started contacting people, my brother and I, we started contacting people, we started looking at this and then realized there's so many brands, small e-commerce based or like small offline brands, boutique brands, which need this the support. So we started helping them scale and we became the investors and we became their uh, manufacturing partners, mm-hmm. their partners in the end, in the business. And that's how we got into the fashion industry and that's what we were doing. But I studied computer science and my interest in, because of that and my interest in technology, one other thing, one other aspect of the business at the time I realized was there are some offline brands and these boutique brands, they need to go e-commerce. That is the next big thing. So I started helping them develop their own e-commerce websites, running their whole fulfillment, warehouse management, inventory management, everything required A to Z of that aspect as well for an online business. When I started doing both the fashion side and the e-commerce side, Mm -hmm. uh, it became like really important for their growth. And that's what I started uh, becoming an expert in basically. And then one point I realized I should do something in Bangladesh. Mm And I knew where my expertise are. These stuff are my expertise, the backend processing, these are my expertise. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I should be working with talented individuals, like I said, influencers, who are better at marketing, who are better at understanding the market as well. So I started uh, helping them start their own clothing brands. Uh, and um, 
so I started going up to everyone of these people, like here, this is uh, this is idea, this is my portfolio, these are the type of clothes I can do, I work with. What do you think? Got rejected by loads. Um, but in the end, some agreed, some said, yes, it's a great idea. I, would I always wanted to start a clothing brand. And that's how we started with Def Club, really. That's really interesting. So uh, you started back in December 2020, right? Right. So how you guys are growing right now? Um, let's say in terms of, let's say in terms of the, our team. Uh, when we started, it was just me. And uh, we had a junior designer just fresh from university who was helping me uh, build the collections with uh, all our collaborators, basically. And apart from that, it was just me who built our e-commerce site, running our social medias, making feed plan, doing warehouse management, fulfillment, everything top to bottom there, I was handling it myself, while the designer was helping me with uh, creating the collection for the collaborator. Um, so from then to now, we now have a great team for our whole marketing, social media, everything that's required. We now have a whole team of people in that aspect. Uh, in terms of our products, we only started with uh, one brand and three, S three to four SKUs. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have about six with four more to come this year. Um, and when we now we have over 100 SKUs, really. All so right. in terms of that, our product-wise, everything increased. Uh, our orders by month by month are increasing, of course. Uh, somewhere around 20 to 30 percent. They're obviously slow months. Mm -hmm. Slow months come from the fact that we've only been a year. So there are months where we don't have a collection launch or we our products are some products are out of stock and stuff like mm -hmm. that happens. I mean, these are the these are the journey you go through when you're starting the business, of course. Uh, but in general, apart from that, we're constantly going up and up in terms of orders, of course. Yep, makes sense. So uh, in terms of your marketing strategies, so I can assume that you have been working with influencers a lot. So yes. uh, what are the other areas or, or maybe what are the tactics when you are working with influencers that really worked with you guys? Um, so working, obviously, on every influencer that we work with right now, we have about four to five influencers and more to come. So what the influencers we have, uh, everyone has their own theme. You'll notice that every, yep. obviously an influencer has their own niche. Mm -hmm. And what we did is uh, based on the niche and theme, their whole collection and clothing brand is based on that. So you'll see if someone is um, more about the elegant jumpsuits and dresses, Visa loves, that's what it's based on. Everyone else has their niche. So we understood that these are all, at the end of the day, these are all different markets. So that's, and that's the whole clothing brand and that's the whole collection we've based on, of course. And um, they're 100%, they have followers, they have people who are inspired by them. And it's having our own collection, it's the best way for them to be able to portray that for their followers or their pe for the people mm -hmm. out there to be inspired by them and, you know, just follow them around. Um, so that's one. And one other thing we also concentrated a lot on is uh, content creation. Uh -huh. uh, we're constantly, we're constantly, constantly uh, working on new contents. I have to really credit my marketing manager on this and my marketing team, where basically every day we sit and just like brainstorm what new content can we do, what new content can we do? Because like content is now king. Uh -huh. Everyone knows this with TikTok, Bigo, all these um, social media sites getting bigger and bigger and Instagram even jumping to the uh, jump, uh, wagon. You know that content is everything now. So we're constantly coming up with new contents to do to keep uh, customers and keep around us interested, to keep uh, people like knowing what we're going to do next mm -hmm. and everything. So yeah, that's what we are doing. And of course, one thing that we heavily invested on now is TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, TikTok is the next gen big thing. I 100% believe in this. 
if you compare us to other brands out there who've been who probably have 100,000 200,000 followers and likes on Instagram Facebook for and they've been active for years they're bigger brands than mm-hmm. us. I'm not disillusioned by this but we're doing m- much better than them mm-hmm. in our TikTok uh, on average we do get about 6,000 5,000 5,000 to 6,000 views uh, our engagement is quite high recently we did a video uh, which hit about 38,000 views mm-hmm. Um, we have a decent amount of followers for a start that, where we had, like which is about one month, two months ago, we started this TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we were regularly getting engagement. And I, I've noticed when I've compared it to other brands that they are honestly struggling in that sense mm-hmm. of like getting the right views and everything. So we are really working hard to like keep with the trend of this TikTok and what to do, what always to do. We're always keep coming up with new content uh, and creating new things just to like push that. Idea. Makes sense. So, uh, as you are creating contents a lot and thinking about contents a lot, can you give us one or two content example that really kick things off for you? Uh, so stuff like, okay, so one thing that we did recently was, uh, let's say we did TikTok basically recently mm-hmm. of our whole process of the, how hard we work from top to bottom of how clothes is made and like how much stressful it is. Mm-hmm. People like seeing that because it's like a fun thing. Or online businesses, there were like people who understand that the frustration that uh, can come from our side as a business owner, for example, we've, let's say we have a, we have a coat, like a winter yep. coat, which was being retailed for 3,500 taka, let's mm-hmm. say. So a customer would ask, hi, can I know the price of this retail coat? We would say, yeah, thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, the price is 3,500 taka. Mm-hmm. And um, the customer would like, I'll give you 1,200 taka. <laughs> and stuff like that. So like, and then, so there, and then we transition into like it disappearing. It's like a thing, oh, we're out. <laughs> okay, this is not even, this is not going to work. So stuff like that. So like these sort of things, people understand it. People find it very relatable. So we got to, we always make like relatable content, which people can understand and really like, main idea is you need to be able to understand it once you see it. So, and that's what so we do. not just showing the dresses and things like that, but just bringing your life huh. in so that can people know. Exactly. About just doing dresses, just showing styling videos, just showing people wear it in TikTok and in terms of content, content. Honestly, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You have to bring relatability into it. You have to make it fun. You have to keep things interested because that's what every, everyone else does. Everyone else does just styling videos and shows, oh, they're modeling the clothes. Th- that gets boring. So in your opinion, so there are lots of fashion retails in Bangladesh. So in your opinion, how you guys are going to stand out between this crowd? Uh, I mean, I can honestly say for a few things, for example, in terms of online retail, of course, I would say, first, I would say our designs and our product quality. Our product quality is very good. (laughs) It's quite international quality, I would say. Um, In terms of our designs, I do genuinely believe our designs are much more unique Mm -hmm. when you compare it to others. There's a different market of tailoring and stuff, but in terms of ready-made clothes that you can get delivered on the day, Okay. And that's what we do. Like on the day, the next day, immediate delivery in terms of that, our clothes are quite unique if you just look at them. Um, and we also do stuff like we also make sure our pro- our quantity mm-hmm. is limited, but we have much many more designs. What does that do? I genuinely believe in the fact that fashion should be unique and it should be about you. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, we make sure that if you buy, if you say you buy a product, you don't want me to be also wear buy the product. You don't want to be sitting in the interview us wearing the same clothes. That's not the thing, right? Unless this is my Alice t-shirt. True. <laughs> True. Should have given me a t-shirt. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 100%, we, in terms of that, we want to keep uniqueness. Yeah. So we also, we base on that. And one 
a few other things. For example, uh, our customer-centric service, everyone should be, every business, online business especially, should be customer-centric. And it's surprising that that make, differentiates you is because in Bangladesh, I think one of the biggest reasons people are scared to buy online is because of the lack of flexibility or uh, the distrust that comes from consumers when it comes mm-hmm. to the return policy, exchange policy, refund policy. Sometimes for them, it's non-existent. For most businesses, honestly, it's non-existent. Mm-hmm. For us, at least, we are not disillusioned by the fact that our products are, uh, we don't think they're affordable. We're not gonna say this, we're, they're a bit higher end. And we know that if you are spending the money, you deserve that. You under, you should know that, oh, if I'm ordering something, oh, it's not my size. Mm-hmm. You should be able to exchange it within two, three days. Oh, it, like, it's just not, I don't still like it. Like, you should be able to return and get a refund immediately. Yep. These sort of things are very important. If you want a product delivered to you today, you should get be able to get it today. Amazing. These things are very important. And I think it, these are missing from a lot of online businesses. And that's what we do provide, of course. All right. So, uh in terms of sales channels, in Bangladesh, we have seen a lot of people are using socials as their major sales channels. Right. Like, as people are leaving social media, they normally come to your maybe Instagram or Facebook and you start asking for product from there. So, in your scenario, uh, what's the ratio of people buying from your social channels and buying from your e-commerce? Uh, so, I can only speak for the obviously because we've just been over a year, and now. From the start of the year to now, right now we're at 50-50, 100%, we're at 50-50. Because, and I think COVID, the situation that we had, I think it did change a bit of our uh, mm-hmm. spe- uh, purchasing cu- online purchasing culture, where people now do understand that, you know what, there are trustworthy online businesses out there. And I think that has brought up a massive change. So that's why, I mean, that's why we are working a bit on SEO and stuff like that. Uh, that change has been important. So yeah, I mean, 50-50 for now. You don't have any retail channel yet, right? No, we don't have anything offline. Everything's online. I do genuinely heavily, I can talk to you more about this, but I can genuinely heavily believe on the future of e-commerce. I mean, right now, if you look at like countries like UK and whatever, uh, big, big uh, offline retail, big like stores are being closed down because of the booming market of e-commerce. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is 100% going to be a thing soon for Bangladesh. Not like they're going to be closed down, but I think e-commerce will get much bigger than it is right now. Yep. And the only way to do this is by creating a trust for the customers. Yep. Like for example, if you just do size trial, people just get so much, oh my God, okay, I can get something. Like I just trial my clothes. I know what size I am. So stuff like that, little things, just these little things can gain the trust from the customers, return policy, exchange policy and everything. And this way e-commerce business will keep growing. 100%. So uh, let's say in terms of challenges to your growth, because you have been there not uh, just a little bit more than a year right, right now. So you have a lot of growing to do in the coming year. So sure. in terms of growth, what are the major challenges that you are seeing in coming days? Um, in terms of major challenges, like for, for example, we do understand, we're not disillusioned by this. We do understand that our product categories are quite upscale, high end. It's not, and we do know that we are going to be needing to add more product categories mm-hmm. and in different price categories, 100%. And that's what we're doing. In the next two years, if you ask me what I plan to do, what is the year, in the next two years or so, I want to bring in a lot more products. I want to make it into things so that, say, you want a t shirt, you want a basic t shirt. A basic t shirt is not now available on Duffclaw, mm-hmm. it's not there. But I want to be able to, so that people, if want a basic thing, if people want from different price categories, they should be able to, the first thing they should come to their mind is, oh, let me check out if it's available on Dev Club. Yeah, I want to add that. And the, this, that's the major challenge to bringing in 
enough product categories and different price categories. And because of the country we live in and because of like the availability of like really cheap clothes and affordable clothes around, and I don't want to get into that. I want to have like high, obviously, I think for everyone, everyone wants to say they want to have a high uh, quality products only. Yep. Uh, I want to make sure I want to have the best quality, but at the same time, I want people to be able to be, feel like, you know what, it's worth spending this. Which means there are more operational challenges, like you have to spin off new, new categories, but you have to also quality control. 100%. Makes sense. So, yeah, I think uh, just let us know what's your plan for the future and what should people expect from DevClaw in the coming days. Uh, and maybe what's your vision with this company, with next five to 10 years? Uh, yeah, so that's like what I said. So basically, right now, immediate future, immediate future, I can even say, I can say we now have four new brands uh, coming in and we're going to constantly coming up with new collaborations mm -hmm. and new brands. Uh, we just recently, uh, I had to take permission from her to, if I want to <laughs> say this, but I re recently uh, signed a deal with uh, Riddhi Sheikh and mm -hmm. we're going to be starting her own clothing brand and uh, retailing that on our website and on DevClaw. Uh, which is on at the end of May, we'll mm -hmm. be launching that. Uh, we have a few more other brands coming in. Mm -hmm. In five to 10 years, that is the dream. The dream is I want to have every product category necessary for people and every price range. People should be like, I, at, if you want a very higher end shirt, you should be able to get it. If you want like a much more affordable basic shirt, you should be able to get it. People should think, I want, okay, if you want accessories, should be, they should be like, good, let's check out DevCrow. I should have in terms of fashion solutions. Mm -hmm. I do not. There have been some mistakes among some companies who've just literally they were just selling fashion. They felt like oh it's not working, it's not sustainable. Then they started just selling cat food and stuff. This is this stuff has happened. So to make it sustainable and to uh, make sure it's there, you have to concentrate on one uh, industry. And for me, it's the fashion industry, the fashion business. So I 100% want to make it into a thing so that. Uh, if anyone has any fashion uh, requirements when it comes to like clothes, accessories, shoes even, they should just come to DevClaw for that. Makes sense. So, yep. Thank you, Jane. We believe you can grow beyond your limit. All right. Thank you so much. That's all for today. If you have learned something new, subscribe to the podcast so that you can keep learning and avoiding mistakes. Join our Facebook group and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I'll put the links in the description box. See you in the next episode of e-commerce growth.